0: Hello, and welcome to Message in the Middle with Mary Ann. We all know that life is hard, right? It's messy, it's unpredictable, but it can be wonderful all at the same time. My hope is that we can take a deep dive into self-development topics and explore life's lessons through book clubs, conversations, and interviews, and together we can uncover the lessons that others have already learned to help us navigate this crazy, wonderful ride called life. Hello and welcome to Message in the Middle with Mary Marianne. And today, as we close out the year, I'm bringing you something a little different. I'm recording this episode as a combined look back at 2022 and a partial review of our previous book club book, A Year to Live, How to Live This Year as if It Were Your Last by Stephen Levine. I decided to combine these two because several of the messages in this book are things I've been working on putting into practice myself this year. And they're concepts I think all of you should hear about if you haven't already, and they're definitely worth sharing. If you're not familiar with the book, the general premise is that it's about imagining you are given a diagnosis of only having a year to live and learning to use that year to prepare for the inevitable end. The book takes you through a series of concepts that are designed to teach you how to live more consciously and mindfully. Not every now and then, but every single day, hour, and minute of your life. It challenges you to live each moment as if it were your last and to live fully without regret. And it tries to teach us how to gain the clarity, insight, and closure that many people don't get to experience until it's too late. Because as I think you know, many of us live on autopilot. We put things off. We always seem to think there's going to be a tomorrow to tackle things. So in chapter one, Levine talks about how people look back on their lives and are often overwhelmed by a sense of failure and are filled with a closet full of regrets on their deathbed. They realize at the end how precious their relationships were, how much they would have loved to find work that really mattered to them, and how much they wish they had followed their dreams versus expectations of what everyone else wanted for them. They often regret the way their life played out in general. This is definitely something we heard before. In fact, when I did a series on grief, you might remember that we heard from several grief counselors and coaches and palliative care doctors, and they all echoed this sentiment. Most people, unfortunately, die with regret and have unfulfilled dreams. This whole thing resonated with me right out the gate because even though I had been on this self improvement journey for many years, It really wasn't until 2021 that I had the huge wake-up call when I separated from my job and company and team, the same one that I had been with for over 25 years. That whole event caused me to examine my life and the way I had been living it and my priorities. And in retrospect, it was probably one of the best things that could have happened. As a result of that event and lots of self-reflection, I started living completely differently. And one of my goals that I made coming out of that time was to make sure I didn't let my priorities get out of whack again and to create more balance in my life. As a matter of fact, that led me to choosing balance as my focus word for 2022. So how did I do? Well, as I reflect back on 2022, I feel really good about my priorities and living in balance as it relates to many aspects, but there's definitely still a few I need to work on. The area I think that I was most successful in was around the allocation of the time I give to my job versus everything else. For many years, work probably got, I don't know, 60, 70, maybe more percent of me, My family got the rest, and there was pretty much nothing left to give myself. Work was way too important for me for way too many years, and I was definitely driven by external validation. After lots of deep reflection and reprioritization, I'm happy to say I have far more balanced allocation of my time and energy between my work, family, and self. I now work to live, and I do not live to work. That's an important concept, and I didn't even get it until this past year. Let me say that again. I now work to live, and I do not live to work. So what this means to me is I still work hard, and I add value at my new job, and I get paid to do so. But work is definitely not my everything. It's no longer something I look to for personal validation. And based on those changes, I was able to prioritize, appreciate, and enjoy time with my family and make time for my own self interests and self-care. Who knew that filling our own cup was so important to feeling fulfilled and makes us happier? And when we're happier, we're better wives and mothers and sisters and daughters, all of it. Really, everything changes when we have a little bit of time to focus back in on ourselves. So on the flip side, an area that I still think needs work in 2023 and I will be focusing on is the balance of seriousness and playfulness in my life. I can remember being easier going as a child and teenager, but I think getting pregnant at 19 and becoming a mom at 20 and really having to make my way in the world by myself at that young age pushed me into a level of seriousness and motivation that I somehow got stuck in. I was so busy trying to make sure we were okay that somewhere along the line, I forgot how to have fun. And somehow I missed the memo, letting me know that it was okay to relax a little once I got into a better spot and with more security. Incorporating more fun and playfulness in 2023, is definitely going to be one of my areas of focus. I hope I can bring some of you along with me. In chapter three, Levine asks what we would do if we only had one year to live. It's interesting to start looking at that question and really think about it because we would most certainly work harder to be more present, to make every moment count, and to try things we have always wanted to try, but we were too scared to try. If you listen to my podcast regularly, you know, I've explored the question of why it usually takes a pivotal situational crisis in our lives to reevaluate, to change, to push ourselves out of our comfort zone. And I am no different. For me, the separation from my 25 year career in mid 2021 was the genesis of the reevaluation of the life I'm living into in 2022. One where I'm living intentionally, have my priorities straight, and have really pushed myself out of my comfort zone in multiple ways. This podcast was one of them and monetizing the book club was another. None of that was easy for me. They were things I wanted to try for a long time, but I held back because of my ego. What would people think? What if I didn't have it all right? I was way too concerned with perfectionism and and then got imposter syndrome. But fortunately, I'm happy to say I pushed through all that. I jumped in one step at a time and I'm finding my way and hopefully positively impacting at least one person. One of my biggest wishes for every woman is that they can somehow get to a similar place of clarity without having to go through a health or life crisis. To that end, I think this book can definitely be a tool in helping anyone push themselves to evaluate their life and identify some things that maybe they should focus on or change. In chapter eight, Levine explores the concept of noticing. He talks about it being a basic technique in becoming more present. In 2022, this is one of the things I really incorporated into my daily life, Learning to take note of my thoughts, feelings, and reactions has been pivotal to me in many ways, because once you notice the behavior or thought patterns, you can learn to take a pause. And when you can learn to take a pause, you can make more conscious decisions on your reactions or actions. You can live with intention versus on autopilot. It doesn't always mean you'll make the quote unquote best choice, but it does mean you'll be living more intentionally. In chapter nine, there is an exploration of being committed to life. The author reminds us that even if we have a prognosis of only one year to live, it really is a luxury to have another whole year. Even if it's just a year, it's a year that many people don't get. Life is fragile and precious, and we need to make each day count and be grateful for each day we're here. This combined with chapter 18, which is a chapter in gratitude, really resonated with me and the work I've been doing in 2022. I think the more gratitude we bring into our life, the more thankful we are and the more positive we feel. The practice of gratitude increases our appreciation for life, and it's a practice that I'm happy to say I consistently incorporated into my daily routine. Starting each day being grateful for waking up and then taking a moment to notice a few other things I'm grateful for. It's really made a difference in how I feel each day before I even get out of bed. Learning to notice the gifts the universe delivers to us, big, small, doesn't really matter. It just shifts your attitude to one of being grateful and blessed and away from being a victim or sad or helpless. If this isn't something you're doing on a daily basis, you really ought to give it a try. It's definitely easy to incorporate and it will make all the difference in the world. Chapter 23 was about letting go of control. This is definitely something else I worked on in 2022. Honestly, I'm still working on it. I spent most of my years trying to orchestrate everything around me to ensure the best outcome and protect from what ifs. What I know now is that I wasted too much time and energy. You can't control anyone or anything except yourself. And I can't be present if I spend all my time worrying about the future or the what ifs. I missed way too much of my life in that negative cycle. And now I focus on myself, my feelings, my actions, my reactions, and I live in the today and take things as they come. I know that I'm strong and I'm smart. And based on what I've been through in the past, I know I can get through whatever else comes up. And so can you. We don't have to waste our time and energy on the what ifs and trying to think through all those scenarios. Just wait and see if they play out. Most of the time they don't, and you wasted all that time. But if they do, know and feel confident that you'll be okay and you'll figure out how to get through them. All in all, I would definitely recommend this book. And most of the book club group felt the same way. It's deep, it's thought provoking. It definitely gives you all the feels and takes you on sort of a roller coaster of feelings, but it's sure to conjure up a lot of feelings that make you really think about things in a way you probably never have felt with before. And that ends up filling you with some insight and pushes you toward growth. So for me, that's a definite yes. As far as me and my look back on 2022, I'm pretty happy with how things went. No, it wasn't a perfect year. There were definitely issues. I didn't complete all my goals and make all the best decisions every single time, but I was much more intentional. I definitely brought balance back into my life. My relationships are better. I pushed myself out of my comfort zone and tried new things and allocated time to things that I love. I built a consistent gratitude practice, which is Again, something I thoroughly recommend. I guess overall, I'm closing out 2022 feeling very thankful. I'm thankful for the changes I incorporated into my life. I'm thankful to have better relationships with friends and family. I'm thankful to have more balance. I'm thankful to be less externally focused. I could go on and on and on because I really do feel very thankful and blessed right now with where I sit in life. Again, just to make sure you guys recognize this doesn't mean it's without issue. That's not real life. It just means I'm doing the work and I'm seeing the rewards. Before I close out, I want to say thank you. Thank you for anyone that's listened to the show consistently. Thank you to those that took the time to write a review. It really does help the show get found by other listeners. I want to thank you for anyone that shared the podcast or the Facebook group with a friend and helped me reach a new listener or a group member. And thank you most for allowing me to explore producing this podcast with zero judgment and tons of support. I couldn't have asked for a better group to help surround me while I tried to do this. How about you? Have you done a year-end review? Did you move in the direction you wanted to? If not, what's holding you back? I'd love to get your thoughts. Drop me a message in the Facebook group or use the contact me form on the website or send me a DM. Let me know how you're feeling about 2022. Let me know what your plans are for 2023 or let me know anything you'd like me to explore on the podcast. I'm always open to your ideas and would love feedback. In closing, remember, life is messy. It's complicated and it's hard, but it can also be beautiful all at the same time. Find ways to accentuate the positive aspects of your life. Live in gratitude and with curiosity and push yourself out of your comfort zone. Guys, we only get to live once. Let's make it count. Thank you for listening to this episode of Message in the Middle with Marianne. If you enjoyed the podcast, please take a minute to share it and write a review as it helps bring new listeners to our audience. If you'd like to keep the conversation going between episodes, please join us at Facebook group Message in the Middle with Marianne.